tomorrow night you go to New York and you deal with the Lynn sanity. Have you been following that story at all? What? Jeremy Lynn, are you following that story at all? I have no idea. I know who he is, but I don't really know what's going on too much. You're listening to the Double Clutch Podcast, made for the British basketball fans. Brandon Roy! Brandon Roy, the three, counted! It is a foul! And a chance to tie it! Ginobili, step back, jumper! Welcome to the Double Clutch Podcast. We're back to bring you our weekly NBA podcast for the UK basketball fan. I'm joined today by Hoops Habit Riot and Double Clutch Assistant Editor, or whatever you want to call him, Frankie Hobbs. Hello. And we have uh, Matthew Bates, the Sixers fan, the man in the corner. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> we, this is our second start to this show, by the way. We just had a rather interesting one where... Um, I think it's safe to say everybody just started giggling, didn't they? Double clutch uncut. <laughs> yeah, double clutch uncut. Listen to that uh, towards the end of the show. But um, obviously we've got game three and four to cover, also a preview of game five, and some little snippets or filler, as we call it, for the rest of the, the rest of the teams. Things like Chris Coxie's appearance on Sky Sports, for example, and the Jason Kidd going to Bro- the Brooklyn Nets, and all the Clippers trade rumours that have been flying around today. So we'll start with game three first, which was a blowout game. I think it was safe to say the San Antonio Spurs won that game 113 to 77. And uh, Danny Green and Gary Neal, safe to say, the role players taking command of this game. MVP LeBron James silenced for much of the game. And um, Tony Parker actually came off the floor with an injury, possible aggravation of his calf. So um, it, it was an eventful game to say the least, but... We've not we've not had some close. This this wasn't a close game at all, was it, guys? No, it wasn't. And I don't think they needed Tony Parker when you got Danny uh, Danny Green and Gary Neal just running up the floor and just jacking them up from free. I mean, it was it was quite remarkable, really. It just felt like every time they shot, you just thought they were going in. I mean, there was one in the corner where Danny Green took it. LeBron tried to close out, but it fell. And it, when Mike Breen shouts "bang," you you know it's starting to get into a blowout and. With LeBron, I mean, they defended him so well. Well, they defended him so well in this game. They just sagged off. And you, what you want to see from LeBron, you don't want to see him taking like fifteen to fifteen to twenty dribbles like he does. You want to see him just go to the paint, go go get some free throws or something, man. Come on, is it? Yeah. It's, it's, he was too passive in this game, and D Wade, they were just were not respecting him at all. They had Thiago splitter on him at times, and that just shows you the decline of D Wade in Game Three. And it it really did look like this. 
this this could have been the end of the big three. I don't want to be too hyperbolic, <laughs> but it just felt like like the end of an era. And then obviously they responded in game four, but I, this was just such a strange game, and it was one of the biggest ever defeats in a in a finals matchup. So. Yeah, it will go down in the history books. Um, what do you guys think of Greg Popovich and the coaching adjustments made for Game 3? Because Gary Neal, in previous rounds in this year's playoffs, had, hadn't played more than 20 minutes, but in every game against the Miami Heat so far, he's played more than 20, and he's really kind of clicked. Well, this is why he's a great coach. Some, he might have just been stashing him for waiting to unleash him like he did against the Heat, in the, especially in Game 3. Just every time, as Frankie said, just gets the ball absolutely just doesn't even hit the rim just straight in straight through the net but yeah he made adjustments and in game four Spolstra uh, made adjustments of himself for himself as well and that seemed to prevail they did that by putting Mike Miller in the starting lineup uh, Thiago Spler couldn't match up against Dwayne Wade this this time I think Wade in game three took it personally after Pop put Spler on him and yeah Wade really did make him make him pay for that manoeuvre yeah. Besides Danny Green and Gary Neal, do you guys have any other standout players from Game Three? Because one of the ones that comes to mind for me was Kawhi Leonard. Because when he wasn't guarding LeBron James, I think he had something like 14 points, 12 rebounds, and four steals, which is just insane. I mean, he's only averaging 11 points and 12 rebounds in the finals so far. Yeah, he grabs rebounds down brilliantly for a small forward. I mean, it's them long arms and the bucket hands, and he he just has a knack for knack for rebounding, which. Is, in recent years, I don't want to sound old-fashioned or anything, but it, it's a, it's a lost art. That if you if you think about it, who who springs to mind as great rebounders? You can only name a handful, and Kawhi Leonard is one of them, up there with like Ashik and Kevin Love, Dwight Howard. So it, he he does everything so well, and he's so young. And you just think, as the um, as we see the end of the Big Three era with your Duncans and your Parkers and your, your Ginobili's, that Kawhi Leonard's almost the next star to take over. and I, I hope yeah. he does become that. I think he just looks it's confident. Nice. I just think he looks so confident on the defensive end when he's up against LeBron James. Like, I know me, I'm not an NBA player, but even NBA players sometimes are pooping their pants when they're, when they're guarding LeBron, <laughs> especially in an NBA Finals Te- game. Technical phrase there. <laughs> I, I, didn't want to, I didn't want you to use the buzzer sound. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he just looks so confident when he's on LeBron, especially in Game Three. But one one critique of him, I know he's not the, I know not he's not their go-to scorer in that, but he has to start f- finishing them shots after he gets a rebound so close and missing so many in Game Three and in Game Two and in the first game. Really, he just has to. If he puts them down, then yeah, he will be a more complete, and he will get more, even more recognition about all that he's already getting. He um, it's just. Them offensive rebounds and he, he misses the layup. It's so frustrating. I, I'd imagine, <laughs> isn't it? Like, but the thing is, I remember one one instance in this game. He, he, he um, I think he missed an offensive rebound. Then someone else rebounded, kicked it out to a shooter. He just the Spurs couldn't miss in this game. It was ridiculous. Yeah, well, they've been one of the hot three point shooting teams all season, so it's no surprise they're doing this. But just focusing on Miami Heat for a second. Obviously, reigning champions. Um, that fourth quarter, what do you reckon happened with with Mario Chalmers? He just he found himself with the ball all the time, and he just wasn't really doing anything. Third and fourth quarter, sorry. Well, I mean, there's only so much of uh, Mario Chalmers you can do. Like, I don't think Mario Chalmers is a great point guard. So, we... do you think Norris Cole needs to see more minutes? Yeah, I think he's more not only more aggressive, but he's just he's a better athlete. I don't know what it is about Chalmers. I mean, he 
for me, he just looks like he's carrying a little bit of weight. I don't know, like he's not he's not quick like uh, Cole is, and especially against like a Spurs defense, which is good, but it's quite slow. So if someone like Cole comes on, he he, he can get to the rim quicker. And because in this game, D Wade or LeBron won't get into the rim at all. But Chalmers has he had a he had a good game um, too. So to bank on Chalmers here again, having another good game after that, I don't think is a good strategy for the Heat. Every time he has a bad game, bad play, it's so funny watching D Wade, Bosch, or LeBron just absolutely going, they have going in on him. He's mm. he is he's the whipping boy for the Heat. I think that's the majority of time. Sometimes is on that for that reason, just so they can let a bit of their frustration out on him. But the, f- mm. the thing is, he's gonna. I think he's gonna go somewhere else. He's gonna win a few championships in Miami. Then he's gonna go somewhere else and get p- massively overpaid. I can see it happening. Because why? Because he's a championship point guard. Yeah, and I I don't think he is a amazing point guard to be honest. Well, I remember last I last year there was a ridiculous column I saw on ESPN. It's probably Chris. He was comparing him to Rondo, how Rondo in their big free era with the Celtics, how he wasn't really known as the point guard, but a a good point guard, but a point guard being around Hall of Famers makes a point guard being better than that. And I I don't think anyone's saying that anymore. No, Chalmers isn't isn't even fit to lace Rondo's boots. I'd rather ACL ridden Rondo. That's not to Chalmers because he's... <laughs> he he can knock down an open shot, and that's kind of what he needs to do. Because when you got a player like LeBron James, LeBron James is almost a point guard of this team. So, mm. I mean, Chalmers isn't isn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, and he's he's not bad on defense either. But he's not. I can just see him getting overpaid somewhere. That's just a hunch I've got. A bit like um, Earl Clark for the Lakers, I could see him going somewhere and getting overpaid as well. Yeah, we've we've mentioned Earl Clark on the uh, state of the franchise. We we thought he'd end up getting some stupid contract somewhere because he just had a, a breakout season. But with regards to Norris Cole, I think the fact that because he's so young and he's still learning the the ins and outs of the NBA game, despite going through what, th- he went through three years at college, didn't he? So he's one of the more mm. so-called experienced rookies, just like Damian Lillard up in Portland. And um, I've lost my track again. The thing is, there's something to be said about players that... Um spend more time in college because they come out better and there's always been a stigma. Well, not And they can take the criticism, which is what we're seeing with yeah. Chalmers, is he can't, he can't really, he doesn't like it. Like when Matt says, when LeBron and Dwayne Wade all gang up on him, he just doesn't like it. Whereas Norris Cole seems to lap it up. And I remember one game this season, I think Miami were in Brooklyn and at the end of the game, LeBron introduced him to Jay-Z oh, and yeah, it was like, yeah. it, was, it was a really cool moment. And oh, it was I just hate like, that moment. You know, like, Every time I think of it, I, I cringe. <laughs> Norris Cole looks like a 12 year old. Yeah. It's, it's so like, this. It's like, look at this guy. <laughs> um, I was, I was going to say, like, you know, recently, like, in the NBA draft, a lot of teams just take freshmen. I mean, I think four of the last five number one picks have been freshmen. So, uh, coming out of college, not in your freshman year, after your freshman year, almost people question why you haven't done that. So, yeah. and I think you get more value in players because if you look, Damian Lillard stayed in college and he dropped down to like six or seven and. Norris Cole at number twenty eight was a steal for me, and he's so quick laterally, like he can move his feet very quickly. So I think I think he's a very good point guard, and well, not he's not gonna be a, he's not gonna be an all star or anything, but he's he's a solid point guard, and to to get value like that for twenty seventh when you're Miami Heat is just just that's what the Brooklyn Nets need to do get get some value. <laughs> Yeah, he makes up for his mistakes as well. I mean, I think it was a Cleveland game where he messed up in the last couple of seconds, and then he went and got the game-winning steal. Oh yeah, yeah. It, so. 
he's he's got heart and character and I think a lot of especially LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch I think they really see that in him and I don't know they just look a better outfit when he's on the court really I think Chalmers is naturally the starting point guard because he's more experienced in the NBA but Cole just sort of brings that energy off the bench just like Ray Allen does when it comes to regards to shooting when when Miami seems to have a flop Ray Allen comes on and sort of wakes everybody up a little bit it was Mike Miller in last year's finals but it's now a I mean, you've got the best, arguably one of the best shooters of all time in your team coming off the bench. He, he had a, a huge spark, and um, the Miami Heat found a spark in Game 4, a 109-93 to victory in San Antonio. Obviously, we've got the 2-3-2 format, so there is Game 5, which is Sunday night, I believe. Um, that is the final game the San Antonio Spurs will see on their home court this season, so it's going to be an interesting one, but... Game four was uh, basically it was LeBron James reasserting his MVP credentials. He just he just exploded, and to be honest, the big three of Miami exploded. Dwayne Wade was superb, thirty-two points, and um, he became just the fifth player in Finals history with at least thirty points, five rebounds, and five steals in an NBA Finals game. Joining the likes of guess the first one, Iverson. Way there you go. <laughs> you do the you do the uh, Sixers fans were there somewhere. Uh, uh, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, and um, Will No they didn't record Shields uh, Julius Oh Irvin uh-huh. Yeah I was going to yeah. say Bar- <laughs> I was going to say Barkley But <laughs> <laughs> But an absolute Breakout game Chris Bosch with 20 Dwayne Wade with 32 Like I said And it's just I think they combined For, thir- for like 80 odd points In the end Didn't they yeah. It's just uh, that's, that's what I think Miami Heat fans Want to see For the next Three games, I think Chris, two games. Chris Bosch for me on the defensive end of the floor. Wow, I thought this was what this was one of the best Chris Bosch games defensively in a match. This was Toronto Bosch, especially especially he's probably his best defensive game for Miami. Like he was defending the pick and roll beautifully, and he got two blocks as well. And this was the Chris Bosch that we kind of hoped, or well, not hoped, the, the rest of the league feared when the when yeah. the three joined together and. But the thing is, for me, in this game, D-Wade was the catalyst. And when, because uh, Pop's been getting his uh, his defence to sag off D-Wade, when, when, as soon as he hits the mid-range, and this game he just said, you know what, yeah, I'm going to hit this jumper. And he hit him. He just kept hitting the jumpers. And it, there was that spell, I think it was in late third quarter, early fourth quarter. Kept hitting the jump shots. Then, then the Spurs have to go close, and then that opens up penetration. And then I think LeBron kind of ruined it in the end when he came on and just hit a few jump shots like this. Stealing the thunder. Yeah, this was D Wade's game. I think I don't. I don't care that LeBron got thirty three. Darwin May was the MVP of this game for me. He wasn't just doing it like you said off the uh, shoot in and driving to the basket. He was also playing f- phenomenal defense as well, especially perimeter. He was getting in passing lanes. He was. Um, he was even poking it away from a few from a few Spurs players, and especially that one steal where he took it uh, straight to the basket and dunked over. I've forgotten who it was, but he did the little <laughs> hop step and dunked over someone. And you can tell he was fire, so fired up after that after that dunk, and he must have been thinking, yeah, Pop, this is what you get when you put in Diaw uh, and Splitter on me. I'm just going <laughs> to... I think it was just literally his FU, FU game that he had last night, well, a few nights ago. I think we're seeing that with the Miami Heat players at the moment, especially when they come back from defeats. Is the players that have been criticised are the ones that tend to, to to make the impact. We, obviously, LeBron James got absolutely damned after Game Three. It was all over Sports Illustrated, NBA.com, even the Guardian over here in the UK. It's just 
it, it was everywhere and LeBron James for for a week or so well, for a couple of days at least was was a known sporting figure with regards to the NBA finals and what's going on in um, San Antonio right now but Manny Ginobili for me just poor can't yet dribble. again uh, can't, can't do anything mate <laughs> one for five from shooting um, nine for 24 overall in the series and three for 13 from three point land I mean it's not good enough. Do you think Gary O'Neill deserves to? Uh, sorry, Gary Neal. Gary O'Neill. He suddenly turned Irish. Um, deserves. <laughs> Gary to... <laughs> O'Neill. Did he used to play for Portsmouth? Is that am I thinking of the right player? I don't know. You're a football person. I'm not. He plays for Middlesbrough now. But um... yeah, yeah, he does. I know that. I don't... Yeah, he does. Oh no, I don't really. I was just <laughs> no. Yeah, the, I think the Spurs turned the ball over too much. Uh, Nineteen turnovers conceded 23 points from these turnovers and that in the game one we saw them commit less than 10 turnovers and that, that's what really you don't expect the Spurs to make mistakes and when they're making 19 turnovers that is mistakes and it's not good enough and I want to see more from Duncan I'll be honest I'm calling out the big man and <laughs> I know and it, he did actually hit 20 points in game four but he's not making enough of an impact for me and He's getting off to slow starts, really. Yeah, and he's getting, it, when he's getting off to slow starts, the defense will just sag sag off him and that. And he's not his passing's not. He's normally got such crisp passing, and him and Thiago Spiller or Diaw always play a nice two man game in the post. But he's just yeah, as you said, he's out of funk. I think at the moment. And Splitter is getting dominated. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think uh, Battier blocked him. Wade blocked him. Bosch, uh, James blocked him. And then, uh, yeah, it's not been a good series for Splitter. I mean, it, it wasn't a good series for Splitter. I mean, it wasn't a good game for Splitter after a, a minute where he got subbed <laughs> off. And the 12 seconds. It's last year's Splitter. And two seconds when he uh, did the backcourt off the tip. Uh, it wasn't a backcourt violation. I know, but if they call it, it's just, oh my goodness, what are you going to do with yourself? What do you think about the um, flopping then, guys? I mean, I don't know about you, but for me... King of flops, but, Miami Heat. Yeah, but Shane Batty, eh, mate? Oh, every time uh, he he's one player that really I don't want to swear again but he really does grind me up the wrong way every time but I understand sometimes if you want to take a charge but when you're in the paint yeah and there's other men around you defending can't you just play a bit of defense rather than just taking the easy way out I don't get it like he's getting the reputation as well like yeah. he's flopping he's old so, and tired <laughs> he's flopping so much now that even if it is a charge the referees are always in judgment whether to give it or not yeah, yeah. but the, it's worse when lebron starts doing it you don't want the i know he doesn't do it as much as battier in that but when the best player in the world is flopping it just looks bad for the sport and he's um he's massive yeah like i think there was one where uh LeBron thought the other guy flopped. Um, I think it was Paddy Mills. I'm not too sure on that, but LeBron's backing up in the post. You could tell he drops the shoulder, and he's about what is he like two seventy? Smack. He's about two seventy, <laughs> I think. He must be, and he's dropped the shoulder, and the guy's fallen, and LeBron's looked at him with a face of like, "Oh my god, this guy flops." It's like LeBron, man. Yeah. LeBron needs to stop whining. I'm sorry. I, mean, I a lot of people hate LeBron for a lot of different reasons. A lot of which I don't agree with. I, I like, I like the man. He's brilliant he's humble off the court and but come on stop the moaning like especially you know last series against indiana where he runs the whole way down the court it's like mm. someone said it good a couple of years ago like well is he, he's 27 now isn't he uh, yeah. or 28 yeah he's 28 he looks 38 and he acts 18 <laughs> do you think this is just the way the series is i mean they're playing the san antonio spurs they knew it was going to be a hard matchup i mean if we take it back to last year's finals matchup, I don't think the flopping was as, you know, was as prominent as it is this year. 
apart from maybe that game two where Ooh. there was probably a dodgy flop and call at the end of the game. Well, maybe it's well, I don't know. They were winning. They were winning that series pretty quite handedly after game after game one. Yeah, do you think they've got that they feel the need they have to do this to get their calls and to sort of rile up the Spurs in a way? I think it's not the worst thing when it comes to LeBron and that. It's not the it's not really the flop and it's the fact that he he is obviously a superstar, he's the best player in the in the league, but he's expect he expects the superstar calls too much. Yeah, you can't rely on that. Like he's like no, I'm not going to throw his name out there. I do love him, but Kobe does it a lot as well. They always look. They always look. For, sorry, Matt, but they always look for the superstar calls. Which, yeah, they, I guess you could put an argument in that they deserve it. But if it's mm. not a proper call, they don't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't get the benefit of the doubt. I tell you what, Tony Parker's not getting anything. He's driving to the rim and he's getting fouled a lot. And he doesn't. He never has got anything. And all his time he's been at San Antonio, because of his size, he's just never. Even yeah. when he entered the league as a teenager, he's just never had. He's never got the calls. I don't know what it is, whether they just don't see him because he is so small. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and he's always been called the underrated superstar, so yeah. maybe that's got something to do with it. And yeah, obviously, we're talking about game four. We have to talk about his non-existent, I know it was due to the injury, but his non-existent second half where he just had literally nothing. He had 15 points in the first quarter, in the first half, but nothing in the second half, which is a con- concern, especially for game five when it's a, now a three-game series. Yeah, and they need to come out and win the next one because if, if the Heat take this one, they're not going to win two on the road in Miami. Yeah, it's so. over. Yeah, and yeah. I think what we're seeing now is it's just this Spurs team have to pick themselves up, and they can because this um, this series has been very much. You don't take the blowout, you don't take the um, blowouts into consideration. Each game is kind of an individual entity in itself. Like I don't think we're seeing much form carry over. It's a bit like the Indiana Pacers series. Like, I've, no, there is, there's no momentum yeah, it's just, from either team. It's just each game is its own series in a way. I, I think it's becoming a coaching a coaching series. The adjustment if the co- if a coach makes the right adjustment, I think they're winning the games. You look at obviously Spolster, as I said before, he put Mike Miller in the in the starting lineup, created more space for the uh, for the shooters and stuff without Haslam Haslam in the lineup. It's mm. if you're making the adjustments, you you're winning you're winning games, but. I just want to ask a question. Who's the MVP? I know it's, there's obviously three more games maximum or two minimum. Who's the MVP for each team if it does go out this way? We haven't really had a clear-cut MVP throughout the series because you, you can't really make an argument for LeBron because he's had such a, he had such a poor game. Two, well, what, well, he had a poor game three, but he's also had poor showings in the other games. Um, I'd go Danny Green for the Spurs. He's leading the scoring in the, in the series. Well, I don't think... I think LeBron might be now, but... I think Danny Green's been defended his position well. He's not down freeze. But as you say, no one's really stood out. And for me, the big three of the Spurs have been a real disappointment. Maybe aside from Tony Parker because of the injuries. But Duncan's not delivered really. Uh, and uh, Ginobili's been horrific. He, he's actually, he's been, someone tweeted it the other day, he's been the James Harden of the 2013 <laughs> NBA Finals because... We saw what he done last year, and he's stinking mm. it up. And uh, it's about I think before game four, we uh, I know I was saying that both big threes hadn't delivered. So game four saw obviously Miami's big three deliver deliver. So game five, we need to see more of San Antonio's big three. Uh, just just going off on a little tangent here because obviously some people probably listen are fairly new to the sport with regards to both these teams legacies if they win this finals what do you think it will mean for 
uh, I, I don't know. I mean, if I give Frankie, if I give you the uh, the San Antonio Spurs, and I give Matt the Miami Heat, I mean, what 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 does it mean for the Miami Heat to to win this championship this year? Do, does Spo get all the? Does he finally get credited as being a, a decent coach and not just someone who's got a, a team of superstars underneath him? Does does Dwayne Wade become one of the greatest shooting guards of all time? Because what would be his third ring, won't it? I mean, not many people can say they've got three rings. Well, in my opinion, I think Spoelstra is already a good, good, great coach. How he can, they say he's got all the superstars around him, but he has to find a way to connect to all three of them and try and ignore the egos and try and tell them really what to do in some, in some essence. But talk, yeah. talking about Wade, he is from '06. I, I remember it was the, the, the season pretty well because I think I've mentioned it before. He was on NASN for the first first time in. England and it got quite a lot of new uh, NBA fans from 06 finals so there's he's obviously in England I know he's a pretty very popular player but I I do put him up there because as a in that 06 finals he was he was incredible and since then he's had some near he's had some near MVP seasons but yeah if they win it as you said not many players have got three rings especially when you're such a you're the arguably the second first or second best player on the team he's not been done that much before top 10 shooting guards for me I'd put him up seven to five, really. It's a bit of a lackluster position when you think about going through the ages. Would, would you put him above AI now? Uh, I'd put, I, I don't know. The thing with AI is, was he, was he a point guard? Was he a shooting guard? With, with yeah. Wade, you automatically pretty much know he's a, mm, he's a shooting guard now, but no, I wouldn't put him over AI. That's a stupid question. <laughs> if he wins, I don't know. Thing is, well, it would, be, it would be the Miami Heat's third title, wouldn't it, in the last sort of, what, decade? So... So, they've done quite well. They'd have they'd done quite well for themselves if they uh, couldn't steal this one, especially after their claim of what? Not four, not five, not six. So he'd be like D Wade would be like Kobe in the fact that he shouldered on the back of the best player in the league to win a couple of rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, but you could say that Wade was younger at the time and became the best player when he won his first ring, unlike Kobe, who had to mature a bit more when Wade had it instantly. You can say exactly the same thing for Tony Parker. And speaking of Tony Parker, what about the Spurs? What does ah. this do for their legacy for the big three? Obviously, what they, what, they have four, four championships from make f- 99 yeah, onwards? Uh, five. Yeah. Five, sorry. It should make it five for Duncan and uh, four for um, Parker and the rest. And It would be incredible. I mean, the Spurs would go down as arguably the greatest team in modern basketball, really. Yeah. The way they've done things as well. And they, 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 they've had a... They consistently yeah. win as well, like eight seasons with fifty plus it's wins. It's ridiculous. Or and Timmy D for me, it, whether he wins this or not, but it will go on whether he does. If he wins it, he's a top, top, top eight player of all time, top nine player of all time. Yeah, and he's best player of his generation. Uh, that's the pre-LeBron generation, and but he's well, great. Well, Matt, bite back. Why is it not Kobe? He's great. He's greater <laughs> than Kobe. And and where do they go from here if they win this? I think Timmy D retires with Pop. With Pop, Ginobili probably retires. He can't really play much anymore. So <laughs> then the, the thing is, if they win it, they have a rebuilding job to do because they'll have a lot of cap space. So, well, it's they've just yeah, as you said the uh, about the playoffs and that Tim Duncan. I don't think he, has he missed the playoffs. I don't know if he's missed. No, one. he hasn't. No, yeah, it's, no. that's just phenomenal. Uh, you look at Dirk Nowitzki, who you can compare him a bit to, but and he's missed playoffs, and he's not been an instant impact like he had. Uh, Tony Parker, it's there. It's the front office. It's everything with the Spurs in the last, what is it, four, 14 years since the last, their first championship. It's uh, R.C. Yeah. R.C. Buford. It's Danny Ferry. It's Pop. It's Duncan. It's and also like David Robinson uh, back in the 
early 2000s. A great, obviously a great mentor for Duncan. But a stat like that really worries me for his legacy. It would just be a great stat for him to keep having. He's never, he's, his team's never been down in the finals when yeah. it comes to games, which is just resilient, really. I mean, he's the greatest. I, I, I think the fact that Spurs are so underappreciated, I mean, you can see why, because... They don't even want to be appreciated. It seems like with their the way they communicate with the media, like I don't think mm. they they want to be the kind of big team. But they they they've done things so well, and it's the way Popovich for me. He gets like brilliant things out of average players, like your Boris Diaz and your Thiago Splitters and your Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson, yeah, he'd done it twice, didn't he, with Stephen Jackson? Sean Elliott as well, back in the 90s. The one biggest gripe with me, with this guy, is he can't get a point out of T-Mac in the finals. (laughs) Give me one point. Oh, don't get me started. He came on in game three. I was... I was. Oh. I felt like I was in the AT and T centre, just willing him on to get. Just yeah, exactly what you said, Frankie. Just, just get to the line. Just get then, to the line. <laughs> he just can't get any space though. Mike Miller is or whoever's on him. They're just they're on him. They're in his jerseys. They just don't want him to give him that point. Oh. Should we, should we get a petition going to get one of the Miami Heat players to foul him in yeah. the shooting motion? Or if, if you know if the Spurs are winning like by three or something. And they need to foul. Bring on T Mac. Let him have a free throw. You will hit T Mac. T Mac with a game winner. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd love it. If Tony Parker goes down and Nando DiColo and Gary Neal and Corey Joseph and Manu Ginobili, bring him on. <laughs> he, I don't understand why he's not in the rotation. I know he's because he's. Bit, sh- I know he's a bit washed up in that, but just give him two meaningful Jesus. Two meaningful a, minute, minutes. You never know what could happen. I swear he's not even that old though. I think he's like 34. No, he came straight out of high he came out of high school in the oh, 98 draft I think. So yeah, he can't be that old. He's like I think he's 34 and like AI is 37. Like <laughs> I just want AI I wish he got signed this year. Just the Philly, <laughs> yeah, why not? We did it we did it a few years ago when we were doing nothing. We made I, I thought signing. I thought the um the Lakers should have signed him before the playoffs. Yeah, they, they, they did God, that's a stark. That's a of. There's a bunch of personalities there, isn't there? Crows. <laughs> all the Celtics. Went I don't think Steve Nash would take to to that too well. No, you're right. Just one more question about the Spurs. Um, throwing out to you guys, if they had this, uh, if exactly the same thing happened, but it was in L.A. or New York, would Duncan be higher regarded? Yes. How much so? Um, that's a good question. He'd probably be of the. Top six? Yeah, I think he'd be encroaching Larry Bird, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Because Larry Bird got three MVPs, yeah. three championships or whatever. And Duncan's got two MVPs, four championships. So, I think the thing is with the Spurs, and I know, Frankie, you argued with Andy before, but they are a small market team. There's no other way to, to say it. Despite, despite how big San Antonio may be geographically, it is a small market team. And if 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 he was at, I don't, you know, the Boston Celtics or the Lakers or... Or even someone, even someone like Portland, he'd probably get a little bit more praise than what he gets playing in San Antonio. Yep. Someone's been reading my dissertation. Huh? Someone's been reading my dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Portland media market size? Uh, it's it's like middle. Yeah, they're they're the whole sort of west, well, northwest coast of the states, really, sort of Seattle area onwards. Uh, well, there's a big debate going on at the moment whether 
Because uh, obviously there's no Sonics anymore. No, not yet. But there's a big debate going on whether Bring the, back. whether Sorry. the um, the small markets teams actually they do actually hurt the NBA in terms of profits because, as we know, they the Spurs are not a ratings draw. And then I thought what was quite good is the point that the Thunder are not are not a big market by any means, but they're mm. such a good ratings draw. Thunder and Grizzlies, two playoff teams, two Western Conference Finals in the last two years. They're the two uh, smallest markets yep. in the whole NBA, which is. But the yeah. thing is with the Thunder, they've got a star like Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's almost transcendent in the way he, he he could go down as a top twenty player. So yeah, so we could really be seeing the end of a the end of a, an era with dynasty. Yeah, yeah. If the Spurs win this finals, even if they lose it, I think it'll be a sad state of affairs if they do lose it. No. But um, speaking of losing it, game five, who's winning? Who's losing? Oh man, I really, really want to pick the Spurs, but I just saw too much in game game five. I know we shouldn't take it into account. Like, like we we've been warned that the series are two are games from each other, but. Man, the, the the heat, the heat, the heat are going to come out and do it. I think I really think they're going to do it, and I really don't want them to. Because I, I wanted to go to Game Seven, and it's not going to go Game Seven if if the Heat. Doesn't. No, I I think my my game my Heat in six predictions looking quite yeah, good at the moment. If, to, if Tony Parker's play well, if he has two two halves of what he had the same as the first half in Game Four, then I can see the Spurs at least making it close. It's not definitely not going to be a blowout if that happens, but yeah, I think the. The Heat pretty much get it, but we do say that the um, the Heat haven't lost consecutive games since January. The Spurs haven't lost consecutive games when Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan are in the lineup since December. Oh, that's a nice stat. I always, <laughs> sometimes I have a good nugget. Oh, nice. he, he, he has a good nugget. Anyway, moving on to the filler. Are you anticipating or previewing uh, adjustments coming from the San Antonio Spurs? Who knows. Uh, the most important thing is, is we're trying to do the things that are most important for us. Uh, and whether we have to make our own adjustments, uh, but if we're not playing our type of game, uh, we don't have a chance to win. And so uh, we'll see what, what they do, but uh, we have a pretty good idea of what we'll do. It's a basketball game, and can you win the competitive uh, skirmishes in the game uh, and that's the most important thing for us and yes you do have to make adjustments uh, as a series any playoff series goes on uh, you play against the same team do the same things well that, that's not always going to work both ways uh, but uh, the competitive uh, part of it that that's been the tale of this series uh, but every series we've been in it seems to be the tale of it so welcome back to the uh, the, the second half of, of the show basically Trade rumours, free agency rumours, whatever. We'll draft go on to that in a minute. Maybe. Draft rumours, maybe, because Frankie loves his draft. Yeah, I do love me some draft. <laughs> we'll just go back to the, obviously, the final series. Um, a series of moments, guys. I mean, we've had standout moments in every game. What was what has been your, your favourite one so far? Obviously, we had the Tony Parker game winner. Um, well, basically a game winner. We had... The LeBron, the Thiago, the LeBron block on Thiago Splitter. We had Danny Green and Gary Neal. We had Dwayne Wade. I mean, out of those four, what's been your favourite moment so far? Because for me, I can't get that Splitter block out of my mind. It's just stuck in my head. It's like permanently ingrained. I see that thing when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I like the uh, D Wade. I, I just think it was so like. I'm not. I'm not flash. I'm not flash. Yeah, back. like I think like, I tweeted that. I was just 
hashtag flash because it, it it was so cool <laughs> to just see like yeah I don't I'd almost forgotten like I don't I don't want to disrespect the Wade but I just almost forgotten that how good he was and I think Skip Bayless said this a few years ago but he can take a game over like if you can and when he's on fire literally he's one of the top ten players in the NBA. Yeah, he should be in Chicago right now. If I'd have had my way, he'd have been in Chicago with D Rose. I think my my favorite moment has to. Uh, I don't know. I I don't really want to say Dwayne Wade because I've been uh, sorry, Matt, but I've been shitting on him recently. Uh, I I did say I did say that he needed. You got to bring it out the bleeper tonight, aren't you? Jesus. I, I did say that he needed less minutes in Game Four, which yeah, he threw that in my face. I think when he did that dunk, I think he was looking into the TV screen at me. I said that he should be benched. I said yeah. they should bring him off the bench. Yeah, we, we're 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 so terrible when it comes to this, me and you, Frankie. When it comes to all this stuff, but uh, I, I don't know. I do like game winners, so I'll take I'll take Parker's. I take Parker's game winner, but I do think obviously the block was amazing. But I do love, I do love it when uh, two when a player catches fire from beyond the arc. But when two do it, it's pretty damn amazing, especially in the finals. Yeah, so we're going to hand it over now to uh, Frankie Hobbs, our courtside reporter, for all the latest <laughs> trade rumors and gossip because he has been in and out with the uh, association this weekend. Yeah, thanks, I know that was like your little theme music. Um, yeah, well, we're going to talk about the Clippers and Celtics. Um, straight off the bat because today it's exploded with um, Voj, uh, Woj of uh, Yahoo talking about the uh, distinct possibility that DeAndre Jordan could be going to the Celtics with a number of trade first round trade picks uh, first round draft picks for um, Mr. Kevin Garnett and Doc Rivers wow this this would shake up the scene in the NBA I think for me it would immediately make the Clippers title contenders next year but that's not. Don't they, don't they have to release Doc Rivers first? That, that would be that would be part of the deal. Yeah, they, they would be like a gentleman's agreement. I think I don't think it's just technicality. But that's the only part one, Matt. We've got more fun to come on this <laughs> on this about this deal <laughs> because the Clippers want to flip Blake Griffin in a sign in, as part of a sign and trade for Mister Dwight Howard from your LA Lakers. <laughs> and what makes this interesting for me because I love me some trades is. Um, <laughs> the 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 um the Clippers don't want to lose Eric Bledsoe because they want to put it they would want to use it again. Where does it where does it end? The Clippers are just why are they going after KG for me? They're trying to take over LA. They're trying to take no, over LA, and it's it's not happening. This is Kobe's why house. Why are they going after? Why are they going after KG? First of all, I don't think Dwight Howard. I think he should be going to Houston. If I'm all honest, I know Jalen Rose put I know Jalen Rose put it the best, but. There's obviously been talks. We'll, we'll we'll stir it up even more. There's been talks about uh, Chris Paul and Dwight Howard joining joining forces in Houston. But then again, it was Chris Broussard. Oh, Atlanta. Well, it was Chris Broussard saying so. Everything he says, I don't really take notice to. Hitting the clubs, hitting the clubs. Did yeah, he I'd... say um, that LeBron was going to go to the Bulls? Oh, he says a lot of crap. <laughs> just, I just don't. I don't trust a word that man says. No. No, listen to Frankie Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% would. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why the Clippers would be going after KG. He's got the uh, the trade clause, which I guess he will, if he wanted to go, he would waive it. But he has got a house in Malibu as well. But how much are they going to get out of him? How much? How many years do you think they're going to get well, out of him? He's 36, yeah. 7 now, isn't he? Yeah, so one, two, maybe? thing is, he could just slap them in the face and retire as soon as they trade him. Well, yeah, but then the Celtics, why do they want... I know they need to... They Well, they don't need to, but it looks like they're going to start rebuilding. And I know Dan, Danny Ainge always... Everyone's on the trading block with him, but 
DeAndre Jordan, are they really going to... So are they, overrated. Are they really going to form a team around him with, with Rondo? And uh, it, apparently, Danny Ainge really wants Eric Bloodzo. But come on. They've, uh, got, they've got Rondo anyway. It's just going to be another scenario we had with Chris Paul and Bledsoe. Like, yeah, but they, they've minute. always... They've always had an issue with Rajon Rondo. There's been rumours for at least the last sort of three seasons of Danny Ainge not really wanting him and, there. And um, Rondo, the only people that can make Rondo kind of... You know Rondo's a bit of a hothead. He's, he's yeah. a bit of a DeMarcus Cousins, but he's got Doc Rivers and KG around him. So if you take away them two, Rondo could be a bit of a live wire. So maybe maybe ship him out somewhere. Right? But that, yeah, because they, they were firing up rumours a few years ago before, Lakers, obviously... Yeah, before Nash and Howard signed to the Lakers, there was there were going to be a trade for Rondo. But what are they going to get for him? I don't think he's his trade value is that high at the moment. I I, I love Rondo though. I so, do. Yes. Yeah, oh, so do I. But he's just the man's a triple double machine. He just had an unfortunate season of injuries, like like and nearly everybody did this season. It's just been we've said it before. The season's just been decimated by so many. You know, career-ending and you know, season-ending injuries this season. You don't take. I don't because come on. It unless this is the only thing. If this was Sam Hinkie making the, the decisions, <laughs> I'd be well behind it because you, you know Hinkie's just going to flip blood over something good. But they could just pick a um, pick a pick a point back if they need a backup point guard. Just pick a one in the draft. Shane Larkin from University of Miami. It's 5'11", yeah, but he's explosive, 44-inch vertical. This man could be a perfect backup, which I've just wrote on HoopsHabit.com, shameless plug there. But I don't think they need to wait. I just keep the big three together. Like I know, I know, I know they're not going to win a championship anymore. But like you, you just want to... Big big two, big two. You've just got to keep them together. I, he, can't, I can't face Paul Pierce. Uh, not not retiring as a Celtic. No, I know. This is this is the thing which is really getting me. If they ever trade him, I'll be devastated because Paul. Pierce... But everyone said the same for for Ray Allen, and look where he went. Yeah, but Ray Allen, uh, Paul Pierce was drafted. Fell out, fell out with everybody. Ray Allen was drafted as a Celtic. Uh, Paul Pierce was drafted as a Celtic. So I'd... sixteen years, you can't just throw that out for like for two two years maximum. You can't. I yeah, I yeah, I've always liked. Paul Pierce. I loved his. I've always loved his cockiness, and I've always loved the. Uh, I don't know. He just doesn't really seem that athletic. But then again, he will just throw it down on Chris Mim. Um, yeah, he's so not athletic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's just he's he's the definition of the Celtics. Really, yeah. if you think about it, all his as I said again, his cockiness. It's just everything about Boston, and I just if he goes to LA as well, that would make it even worse. Well, he's from he's from, he's from California. Area, he? So. Yeah, he's, he grew up a Lakers fan actually. Yeah, and he threw up. Yeah, the, he used to sneak into the forum. Yeah, and he threw up the uh, the blood the blood gang sign against the uh, Atlanta Hawks one one year. I remember, he got he got a uh, fine for that. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So, cool story, bro. This is for you, Matt. Uh, Matt Wellington. Um, I, <laughs> That's my surname. Yeah, um, Blake Griffin at LA is probably not going to happen. The LA Lakers have come out and said, I think the LA Lakers are too proud to ever. Get, give away someone in a sign trade because you know why would anyone want to leave Lakeland? But um, yeah, what would you make of Blake Griffin? How could he fit in LA? I think it would make him Showtime again. What? It would make LA Showtime, man. <laughs> He's more athletic than Dwight Howard, especially yeah. this season. Yeah, there would be a problem though. He's the only athletic player on that whole team. Steve Nash throwing up lobster Griffin. I could buy into that. 
Well, yeah, maybe if Stephen Ash has a season where he doesn't somehow miraculously injure his finger or something <laughs> ridiculous. I, I, I don't know about the Lakers. The Lakers are in a they're in a desperate. Problem with the Lakers team, they're just we've done it before. We've did a whole podcast on it. It's just they're just in a state of complete yeah. and utter, yeah repression right now is is the word to describe it as being a Lakers fan. They just they don't know what they're doing. The whole future sort of hangs on the hinges of a center who they stole from a small market and bought to a Los Angeles and he just he can't seem to take it if Dwight Howard's got any sense he'll stay because no. it's the Lakers no, 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 no. if he's got any sense he'll go to Houston and win a championship he won't win a he won't win a championship in Houston will he not? not, not playing against this I Miami I trust Houston. him with Harden and Parsons more than I do with a 39 year old they wouldn't even be a top they wouldn't even be a top three team in the oh, West. Oh, come on, man. No, Dem- Dem- Denver were a top team in the West this year. And Denver are still a top team in the no, West. No, they're not. Iggy's no, up and out. Iggy. Yeah. Well, they'll, find, they'll find someone to replace Iggy. Gallinari's not even had his surgery yet. Well, well, let's, let's, let's talk about the Nuggets briefly because George Carl has gone, Messiah, the GM of the year, has gone, and now it looks like uh, one-time All-Star, uh, Andre Iguodala will be gone. I'll point out one time because he's not an All-Star. Uh, the rest of the time, but um, yeah, Iguodala's left, and I saw a, saw an interesting rumor. It's never going to happen. We, Matt, Matt Bates, would you take Andre Iguodala yep, back yep, in Philly? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> He's my second favorite person with the initials AI ever. Yeah, but the uh, thing he, is, that's not hard, is it? That doesn't make him AI, though, does it? Uh, no, I know, but <laughs> no, he's my favorite player in the league, and yeah, if he if he comes back. We shouldn't take him back, but in my eyes, we should. Because he, he will get overpaid wherever he goes, and I don't really think the Sixers should take that cap hit, especially if they're trying to get... He you shall you not just want to in, he sh- what, what, what would you say for um, a potential fit, then? Because I'm like, if they... Um, if, the, if the Cleveland Cavaliers realistically don't think they're going to make a run for LeBron James next year, then Andre Godala for me, slotting him next to a Dion Waiters, a Kyrie Irving a Tristan Thompson and Nolens Noel if they draft him, which we'll get onto later. They they could be a good team. Andre Godala on the on the on the uh, Cavs. I am gonna do something I've never said before, but I think he does play best if he is the third string. Yeah. Well who would be this he would he wouldn't be the third string, would he? Be second or Portland. Yeah. They've got some they've got some cap room as well actually. But I don't think he Yeah. Who, they um, they play at the two guard at the moment. Um, um, Wesley Matthews. Yeah, yeah, that, that could work because they. But the thing is, I don't think they could. They they don't have enough cap room to overpay on him. They they need to kind of build a whole bench with their cap room. But if they shipped off Nicholas Batum, who's been a sought after player for like the last four yeah. seasons because of his ridiculous ability to to shoot the three and his size, um, his contract's pretty big. So. If they shipped him off somewhere, they could empty up cap room. But whether he'd be worth shipping off to bring in Iggy is, is another question. But they do need a shooting guard. Well, I don't think Wesley Matthews can cut it. He's a good backup, but he, he's no starter. I think the, the Pistons is another interesting one for me because Detroit. If they've, um, I think they have, they have a uh, five or six draft or five, five, six or seven in the in the um, draft. Jesus. And um. Well, I don't know what one it is. Five, six. Or... This is this is Detroit we're talking about, Matt. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know. And then, um, so at the moment, we know they have got a great front court and one mm. of the best young front courts in Greg Monroe at the four, Andre Drummond at the five. So if they if they can get a three, if they can get Iguodala, then you've got you've got two like Brandon Knight, who's very good for me. I think we're well, not. Is very... he still alive? 
<laughs> he did have a disastrous year, but he's, he's a solid young player. And then in the draft, if you can take a young point guard like a Trey Burke who went to Michigan, which is just down the road, mm-hmm. you've got a team there which is basement playoffs, especially in, in the weak Eastern Conference. What what draft number have they got? It's top the seven. Highest. Oh, trade it. They never trade. They never draft well when they draft above like ten. Think but about. Think, they drafted Drummond last year as well. They also dra- um, they also drafted oh, Darko. No. Oh no! <laughs> I know you're going to bring up Darko, but I mean, I don't think they can miss because there's there's a few good point guards, and I think they're going to go over point guards. So Trey Burke, I, I even if he didn't follow college basketball last year, I'll just tell you he was the college basketball player of the year and. If he's going to fall that low, you might as well take him. If not, you go with a project like a Michael Carter Williams from Syracuse, six foot six point guard coming out. So, I mean, there's a lot of options for Detroit, and I think that'd be an interesting set of franchise. Last few notes here for me: talk about um, the coaching situations. I mean, three, four, and five of the Western Conference. We saw Hollins. Hollins is going from the Grizz. George Carl's interviewing with the Clips, the Grizz. Brian Shaw still hasn't found a coach. There's hope for us yet, Matt. And Del Negro to the Celtics. So what do you think about the coaching merry-go-round that's occurring in the NBA? Not much has changed, really, since the last time we spoke, really, apart from, as you said, uh, George Carl's been whoring himself around every front office there is. Mm. And I don't like this Grizzlies not taking Hollins back. Because they want to... There's rumours they want to play more better offensive basketball, well, more exciting basketball. But when you've got Gasol and Randolph, I think it, for me, it leans me to think they're going to trade Dak Randolph. Yeah. Which I know, Matt, you've been a big admirer of. In a which which Matt? You. <laughs> Have I? I think so. I think you said you'd like to see him in the Lakers one day. Oh, who's it? Oh, is that Randolph? Yeah. Classic Laker fan saying he wants everyone there. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I've probably said it in the past because of the Powell thing that was going on. Yeah, yeah, I, would, I, I wouldn't mind. No, you can't have him now. He's too old. Swap him. Swap he's him around. That. He's probably too young for. He's too, too young for a, to be a Laker, isn't he? Memphis are a feeder team. It's good. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure they. Got, I'm sure they won a playoff game this year. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think. And, and how many playoff games have they won in their whole entire? Oh, here we go. <laughs> markets, big markets. Anyone, yeah, big markets. Anyone, any team could have B in LA and they'd win. Brooklyn. Games. Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Brooklyn. Well, yeah. Mikhail Tokarov, what are you doing? Go back to Russia. Do you want um, to talk about the next? Is, do you want to talk about the next? Jason Kidd, what is he doing? Yeah, I mean, Jason Kidd walked straight out of the uh, out of straight straight out of his cleats, yeah. straight into yeah. coach sitting on the bench of the suit. He's, he's gone from um, being a dynamic scorer for the New York Knicks to uh, <laughs> leading <laughs> lead the Brooklyn Nets. But it's weird for me because they, they were lined up to get Brian Shaw. I mean... Yeah, and that made perfect sense and everyone was like, yeah, that's it. They could be a real... They could do something with that because obviously the triangle offence, you could get that working. Put Lopez, Darren Williams, and, Joe Johnson. And then they go, oh, Jason Kidd possibly wants to jump it out why not let's, let's give it a go let's, let's just chuck it out oh he's played for the team in our in the most success we've pretty much ever had let's just chuck him in there it's such a gamble he could be the, <laughs> the worst coach ever or he could be mildly good there's no there's no way of no, knowing yeah. yeah there's no way of knowing there's not really a benefit it really just depends on what assistant coaches he's going to get the best thing they can hope for is trying to get uh Brian Shaw is an assistant coach, oh, which we know is a hundred percent not going to happen. 
So he's going to get Scott. Is it? Lawrence, he's going to get Lawrence Frank, which is a good there. appointment. I'll tell you that. He's, I like Lawrence Frank. He could come out and be an absolute blind though. He could do a Doc Rivers and just walk straight into a coaching career and Mark be Jackson done it as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, Patrick Ewing's still sitting around for God's no, sake, and he's, he's done. Coach, he's, done his coach. he's got. He's got an assistant. He's the he's got an assistant. Now, but for me, like Brian Shaw is. It looks looks more and more likely like he's not going to get a job. Like everyone well, else, no, I think we will take him. Like, the <laughs> thing is, he's not going to come to Philly. That's, I want to get out of the way. So I want to see him land the Clippers job, which Doc Rivers looks like he's going to get. So the Celtics need to make the move and not go after Vinny Del Negro. Go after Mr. Brian Shaw, and then that brings up the fact he's a Laker. Is it Brian Shaw's a Laker? So do 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 they do that? Do they risk doing that? because? Of... Well, if they're trying to trade players to LA, I don't really think they care about getting... a a Laker back, really. <laughs> They're building the Boston Celtics across the road for, for, from the Lakers so that they can have an intercity rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. And I'll just quickly talk about the draft because Cleveland have... Uh, you and your draft. Yeah, Cleveland have flirted with trading the number one pick because I think... I think they should do it. They, there's so much pressure on, on the Cleveland Cavaliers now to make the playoffs. It's been three years since... Since the decision, and they need to make the playoffs again. There's a lot of pressure. So, do you really do you really think their first round pick this year is going to have an instant impact and make them a playoff team? Though, no. no do you think they, they could get? I think they could get better value elsewhere from trading that pick. Well, the thing is that there's there's flowing around that they've got they've obviously got 19 in the in the first round as well. Yep. So there's a rumor that the Pacers would be willing to trade that for Danny Granger. Ooh. So if you if you put if you put a Danny Granger on a on a, on a Cavs, then they do that's sick. And then, then you draft <laughs> you draft a uh, big like like Noel or uh, or Dieng. like Noel. We saw how important shot blocking can be in the or not shot blocking, but rim protection can be with Roy Hibbert and Noel. He that boy can get up. It's just he did tear his ACL last year, so there's always going to be problems. And so if if the Cavs don't trade what position should they take first do you reckon like, obviously there's gaps at small forward and centre so what, what one would you take I'd take a big man probably I'd probably take a centre you always centres losing well centres are either overpaid or they're just not very good and they can be both so I think they should just take the risk on the centre yeah probably I, I think I'd yeah Anderson Farage is getting on a bit now as well yeah was he 34 I don't, I don't think he's out he, I think he is old but I don't I think he's take say four, but yeah, I think you could have him almost in a mentoring role to to a young to a young mm-hmm. big, so mm-hmm. that that could be the way to go for them. And I think we're we're just about done on the uh, off season buzz, really. Um, Sorry, Anderson Farage is thirty. I correct myself. Uh, yeah, and what I f- the last last little note? What I found funny about uh, Darren Williams and Coach oh. Kid. Coach, I've called him Coach Kid. They're working together. <laughs> is the fact that they're both coach killers, and it's going to be funny to see yeah. if Deron Williams can kill Jason Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 all really. Uh, apart from this, this just come out that Dirk Nowitzki claims that the NBA will never get rid of flopping. What do we make of that? Well, they're trying to stop it, but they need to. Well, I've said, I think I've said it before. The 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 how fine, do you get rid of it? The fine that LeBron has. You can't really do fines because the fine that if LeBron gets fined for flopping, it's like him paying twelve dollars. 
it's, there's nothing there. I have to increase the increase the suspensions or increase the fine. But you can't as do I a say, suspension. You, the TV, the TV, uh, the TV people would hate it. But yeah, if, exactly. So I don't really know how you will be able to stop it. <laughs> Unless take, a, a name and shame, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I, I, you're right, and I I fear that it's only going to get worse. Mm. Yeah, it keeps increasing and increasing. Every... Come on, you take say if you um, if you're a Miami Heat player, you take a flop to win the game. Say if it comes down to that, it's only a, like for me. If if I know the the review system has not always been the best thing for people, but if 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 you think it's a flop, quickly look at it. If it's a flop, flagrant, boom. Yeah, that's... yeah, but the game's already too stop and start as it is. There's the one thing they're trying to root out is they're trying to actually get rid of the amount of timeouts you can take because of the television adverts. Like the first game of the finals was like two hours forty five minutes or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's just a joke, especially when like you know if we're watching it over here, we're up at like freaking half two in the morning for my sake. Mm, no, you're right. And... It was yeah. It took ten minutes or something for that Tony Parker just to, for them to tell yeah, if it was. Good yeah, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, but the thing is, you, what if they got it wrong in the NBA Finals? I, I'm more disappointed with the adverts. I think they just take so long. Yeah, yeah. Like if well, yeah, we also have that. We have the terrible yeah. splicing as well. If you've watched ESPN over here, they splice in and out of the adverts and it just messes it all up. It's like, especially if you're watching TNT's coverage, it's like they'll be like, it will flash back. You'll see them talking. They'll be like, we're going for another break, and then it will flash back to adverts again. Yeah, it's like, yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> And then on the other on the other channel, you've just got increased Kevin Cadle and his Motley Crew. <laughs> you really don't like Cadle, do you? Uh, I don't watch. I don't. I don't have Sky anymore. Uh, on the subject fast. of Sky Sports, a very uh, a dear friend. Nice segue. Nice segue. A, a dear friend of the show, Mr. Chris Cox, who I'm doing a NBA draft uh, mock draft with soon. So watch out for that. I'm but, on his show, and I'm on his show tomorrow. And yep. Chris Cox was on Sky Sports Radio today talking about the NBA Finals. If you haven't checked it. Out, do so at the undersized basketball podcast.blogspot.co.uk because I, I think it's a great step for British basketball to have one of our own and, and for us, really, to have one of our own, <laughs> one of our fellow bloggers that we, he's been on the show. Like, he was on the show this year, wasn't he? After the regular, yeah, I, 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 I did. Have you listened to it? Because I think he almost was going to mention other shows and then he was like, Yeah, there's other, there's other things out there. <laughs> it was like, Damn it, you're gonna plug, yeah, and, um, yeah, I mean. It's good, and I mean, I'm just disappointed we didn't get the call. But <laughs> it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a shame the segment was like I think it was seven minutes long yeah, or something like right. that. I mean, they want to, they want to grow the sport, just give it a bit of airtime at least. It's like that. What's that program they have on Sky Sports? Is it NBA Weekly or something? That is absolute tosh. They, sounds terrible. They um, I tell you what though, it's they did have um, Big Shot Bob on the other day, didn't they? He was on Facebook. I saw he was he was prancing around on Facebook a bit. He's always in the, in the UK, Robert. Yeah, Ari. Tom said that. Tom Reed said that from Believe the Hype. He said that um, he's always in England. He thinks he must have yeah. a place. But Big Shot Bob, wow. On the, uh, this is a tangent, but I rewatched the um, <laughs> rewatched the Sacramento Kings, LA Lakers series. Jesus. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That shot he hit, wow. Chris Webber, you are one inch away. You are one inch away. Chris Webber must be him. so mad. That and a timeout, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> he distanced himself from the timeout. <laughs> there, was, there was even a dig about that. I don't know if you guys watched any of the uh, gaming E3 coverage this week, but the NBA had quite a presence because obviously Kyrie Irving was there presenting EA's NBA Live and LeBron James did his whole quite scary NBA. <laughs> that was game. funny. 
But they were, they were obviously it's in Los Angeles, so they was like, oh, you want to feel the momentum of the crowd and that game against the Kings. Remember that Lakers fans? <laughs> How poor did the um, NBA Live look though? Oh, bad. Just just to go on video games for a second. Yeah, it looked bad. It looked really bad. And Kyrie looked so awkward. He was just sort of shoved out there in front of all these. Mm. Uh, Why did Drake come out jumps. as well for FIFA? <laughs> just stick to rapping, mate. Yeah. Who came out for FIFA? Drake. Jesus, he's not a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> no, Even he did play football, though, didn't he, when he was a kid? Yeah, but is he a Raptors fan or is he a Heat fan? Don't get me started on Bamwang jumpers. I remember the the, the 2K advert when he's <laughs> talking about the best team ever and he talks about the Heat. Well, like, they the, haven't um, just won a championship at that time. But Justin Bieber, he, he went to the Raptors, then he went to like the Lakers, the, the Clippers, the Heat. You're his biggest fan, so I don't know what you're on about. I'm not his biggest fan. <laughs> I respect musical talent. Aww. And he called Justin... He, 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 he came out today with a great tweet. He said that Kanye West album's dope and... It's not bad. His songs are all done by Usher, so they're kind of catchy. I know we kind. Of, I, I like Usher. I don't know about you guys, but I know me and Tom Reed quite like Usher, so it <laughs> tends to tends to help if Usher does your uh, songs for you. JB's a great talent. You can't hate on the Beebs. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> can hate on the Beebs as much as we like. It's a basketball show, not a Justin Bieber podcast. He, on, on, if we're talking about basketball, he's quite good. Have you seen his handles? No, he's not. Have you, you seen his handles in the celebrity game? Have you seen his terrible. handles? Yeah, anyone can dribble a little bit. He can't shoot. Yeah, but he's got a good handle. If you play with him on 2K13, he's brilliant. What? You can play him? <laughs> yeah, go, go on the celeb team. in the crowd, for God's sake. Go on sake. the celeb team. Nah, I'm all right. I'll just, I, I'm only ever the Sixers anyway. That's the only team I can play oh, with. Oh, what a depressing, <laughs> what a depressing experience you must have on 2K. I've never updated the lineup, so Bynum is healthy. Oh. How, how good did 2K14 look, though? Yeah, it did, and... Like, genuinely, it's the f- they finally have a graphics engine that will do the series justice. That's real footage as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's all in game. The only thing I didn't like was the, the jersey looked a bit weird, looked a bit small. I don't know. That's just Le- a- LeBron's mouth looked a bit weird as well. It looked a bit big. I think it was just a little bit out of sync. Yeah. Just going back to trades again, there's a, quite an interesting article on the Bleacher Report. I, I've just linked this to you guys. What do you reckon to some of the ideas in here? Some of these are quite... Uh, Either amusing or hilarious. I mean, Samuel D'Alembert to the Lakers is great. Yeah, that's quite funny. Pelicans, Josh Smith. I've never thought of that. That's a real good. Al Jefferson to the Boston Celtics. It's all about what they're going to do with Eric Gordon, though, isn't it? With it, it comes to the Hornets, Pelicans. Can they afford Josh Smith and Gordon? I think they can. I think they've got quite a bit of cap room. Surely they haven't got any big players, really, have they? Big... Well, thing is, they could. They'd be in line to get a trip because I still think Grievous Vasquez. I'm not. Yeah. He had a good year, but I'm not convinced on him. I thought they were going to be pretty good this year, but then they lost Jarrett Jack. I know we always bring back Jarrett Jack, but <laughs> they did lose him. I, I think thought... Jarrett Jack must come up on this show more than anyone. <laughs> yeah, I thought he could. I thought he'd come. I thought they were going to make the playoffs. They're like a che- maybe a cheeky eight, but that's without me seeing what Davis is like. Apart from, I guess, the Olympics. Uh, well, Davis had a lot of injury problems as well. Yeah. And Austin Rivers was... God, oh, Austin. my God. <laughs> I watched a couple of games he played, and, oh, I've never seen anyone so bad in a, as a rookie. Like, he just couldn't finish. And, like, yeah. I'd watched, I watched a bit of him, like, out of high school, and he looked amazing. Yeah. I'm just hoping that Andrew Wiggins doesn't do that. We need Unbelievable game when you're in college by uh, yeah. Austin Rivers. Mm. Unbelievable for, for Duke. Oh, man, that made me go mental last year when I watched that. We need to do a state of franchise where there's uh, actually positives and it's like not less depressing. Like the Sixers, I know it wasn't that depressing, but if you think it's depressing, the Lakers is a bit depressing. You need to do like a, I don't know, like a 
Golden State one or something where it's like actually positive. I think. That's well, that's well, I'd assume the next one would be the Spurs, but is that depressive or is that? It depends if they win. <laughs> I think we should just do the champion, whoever the champion is, because then it's going to be like positive, isn't it? Uh, oh yeah, the Miami Heat. Oh, that could be interesting. NBA fans, email us or tweet us. Who you think the next state of the franchise should be? I think that's a good way of doing it. Whoever gets the most votes, we just just do that. And if anyone yeah, says, the, can pr- and if anyone says Sorry. the Bobcats, we're not taking you seriously. <laughs> no, if anyone says the Bobcats, we'll do you a show, but we won't, can't promise it'll be any longer than ten minutes. I've already told you what the thing is. They started in two thousand and four. One All Star, <laughs> one playoff appearance. They're now the Hornets. There you go. Michael they're just staying the franchise. <laughs> so you have been listening to the Double Clutch podcast. I don't know what episode number it is. I know Andy's like, what episode number is it? <laughs> Ain't got a clue because I just named them. Um, but yeah, anyway, we've finished. Uh, review us on iTunes, people. We like our iTunes reviews. Follow us on Twitter at the Double Clutch Three. Check us out at the Double Clutch Podcast.wordpress.com. Frankie is at this very moment right now working on a, a new website or something along those lines. Yeah, work will begin. It hasn't begun yet. I've just, As he's finished his I've finished on Friday, yeah, and I've actually got a new Twitter handle. Um, it's no longer at Guna Frank, but I still own that, so don't try and take <laughs> that, people. But it's uh, <laughs> it's at Frankie underscore Hobbs. Follow that. I thought it was a bit more, bit more professional. I don't know. Bit more posh. Not posh. And just just a quick thing before we go. Um, obviously, a few months ago, we mentioned the petition to fund British basketball. That petition was successful. It received more than 10,000 signatures and it has been forwarded to the uh, relevant government department for UK sports. And um, yeah, the, the governing body for uh, UK sport and elite sport England are basically looking into funding for obviously the f- future Olympics and Euro League games and things like that. So thank you to everyone who uh, everyone who checked out our blog piece and our podcast and obviously you know signed up to that from from us because we feel like we had some form of an impact and that, that i think that's a good thing for for the country as a whole i hope so i hope uh, for me for us obviously we're we're big basketball fans and we'd like to see it go into the mainstream almost but you know it is going to take time and funding's the right way to go so i mean it, I mean, especially without 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 the funding that we had before, I definitely wouldn't have been as into basketball as I am now. So it needs to come back because then it can start a new generation to get inspired and hopefully, as you said, Frankie, increase then increase it in this country. And it's just hard, like uh, Dis- discover another Joel Freeland. It's hard to um, <laughs> find a court for me. Like, I live I live in like London, so you'd expect it to be easier, but. It's really hard to find like a, a good court to go play basketball. Mm. It's not even that. You find a good court and no one's playing it. You're on your own all day. Or is that just uh, me? I, I, <laughs> I, I have friends. All oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving sure, on. Jesus Christ, you two. Stop, stop arguing. <laughs> I'm not arguing. No. I'm just, de- just confessing <laughs> my depression. <laughs> But anyway, um, check check out some of the articles that went up. There's not been a lot recently. We need to kick kick some writers' butts. Some, Obviously, Matt did Matt did a nice summer reading list, which I believe would probably be inspired by our last yeah. podcast where we started rambling on about books. But yeah, check out that uh, the iTunes, Facebook, uh, Facebook. Actually, check out the Facebook. We we like Facebook. It's quite an easy way to get in contact with people as well. So um, yeah, check out Facebook. But I've got a new like profile picture on Facebook as well. Oh, right. <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, obviously, congratulations to the Believe the Hype guys. They're approaching episode 100, which is quite 
impressive in the podcasting world. That does technically mean a year. I started listening a year ago, so I, I listened to their first final shows and things like that. So it's just great that we're finally part of, you know, I think we're part, we're a legitimate part of the basketball podcast community now, aren't we? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And we're growing. Obviously, Matt found, uh, Matt found us and, you know, we found Frankie. So we've got our scouts out and about looking and if you want to get involved just get in contact with us we will happily have you on you can you know post post shows edit shows do do whatever you want to help us out we just want to keep going the sport so if we've got more than 29 followers on facebook by the end of next week i'll be i'll be a happy person but uh, we're signing off so we'll catch you later enjoy game five and i believe frankie will be back on monday yep. with the show definitely cool see you Bye. what is about to unfold a matchup between two powerful teams. Or is it more? What is to be won? The title, NBA champion, or something greater? On one hand, we stand to see the personification of longevity, 15 years of excellence. The San Antonio Spurs have won their first the 2003 title's about to have an exclamation point. The Spurs have won their third championship. Champions once again, their fourth title. Get the champagne ready, baby. On the other hand, we inch closer to a dynasty. The further fulfillment of an exuberant promise. Not two. Oh, wow. Not three. We believe we can win multiple championships. Consider the number of future Hall of Famers, then ponder the debates. The greatest power forward ever. Dunk it inside, the big fundamental. The greatest sixth man ever. Left wing three for Manu, it's the Manu place. The greatest shooter ever. What transpires next will help determine which of those bold phrases ends with a question mark and which ends with a period. Tim Duncan runs headlong into the prediction he made on this very stage six years ago. This can be your league in a little while, but uh, I appreciate you giving us this here. Who could deny this has become LeBron's league? Four MVPs, a championship, and the de facto title best player on the planet after these games are over duncan and james will meet again what will be said then there is a level of triumph that can only be attained by defeating the standard bearer and rarely do two opposing teams have that exact opportunity with victory will come a trophy a ring a banner but for these players, for these teams, for these NBA Finals, there is so much more. Hello and welcome to the Double Clutch Podcast, the uh, NBA podcast for British-based fans. And today we're going to be looking back at Game 3 and Game 4 of the NBA Finals between the Miami Heat and the San Antonio Spurs. And joining me today, I'm joined by the double team of Matt's, uh, playing a point guard, Mr. Matt Smashed. Hello. Hello. And... Um, my fellow Philadelphia 76ers fan, Mr. Matthew Bates. Hello. And, uh... <laughs> he... You're not doing too well tonight, are you? <laughs> no, if he's point guard, what am I? 
I'm just short. It's just the way Matt said. Hello. <laughs> me. Me. <laughs> Hello, all right. I'll do. I'll do a Carl Pilkington then in Northern. All right. Uh, all right, mate. <laughs> oh man. Game three. Right. And uh, game three in the playoffs. Uh, fuck. Oh, what is going on with me? But when I said game three, you numb. All right. This can be fun, you know. It doesn't completely have to be serious all I the time. I'm a f- I need to just introduce it. Then we can have some fun. <laughs> do it. Do it. Believe the hype. Straight away. Oh, what? do you want to do that? What? Are you staying up for it? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm staying up for a game five, definitely. Right, we're going to do it straight away after. Oh, You're going to be doing it at what time in the morning? Five. <laughs> five. Right, let's do it. If I'm staying up, we'll do it. Right. You're not. You're not as. Yeah. Well, I'm up, I'm up anyway. If, if you both fall asleep midway through, I'll, I'll leave the edit and just have you Snoring. guys snoring. Oh, that, hour. That, yeah. that'd be great. I am. Um, I'm not really human when it comes to sleeping patterns. The other day on Friday, um. Well, Thursday night the game was, wasn't it? And um, yeah. I had an exam at nine, and I stayed up to watch the game. Went to bed. So if my exam results come back and it didn't I, work, I did an exam this year uh, without any sleep, and it—I well, don't know—I just couldn't get to sleep. And you know, when you just can't get to sleep, and you start putting more pressure on yourself, and you're like, "Shit, you've got four hours till you're in the exam room." So I just had a Red Bull. And I, I love, I love how you're calling it doing a believe the hype, but isn't there in it like three p.m. when they're doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do. I mean, I just have respect for them that they do it after without anything. They just do it straight off the top of their head. Like, obviously, we look at stats and stuff like that. It's it becomes a little bit easier because you can write notes and stuff like that. But when you're doing it straight off the dome, it's. What the? We're gonna we're gonna do it on. Well, yeah. I love. Well, I I like watching the games and making notes. Anyway, like my own notes, it's just a bit. It's going to finish early, actually, because it starts at 1 tomorrow. Oh, it's a Sunday game, isn't it? Whoop, whoop. Oh, thank God for that. Um, yeah, so you're talking about the the new website. It's, what is it, NBA? We want to do NBA in the UK dot net, isn't it, Matt? In it. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, the London, that's the London in me. You... Do we not a dot co dot UK address? Oh, the thing is for me, like, NBA in the UK dot co dot UK. I don't know, it just sounds weird. And... Dot nets they're they they're worth a bit more really, aren't they? Because like I don't know, TBJ started started off dot net and it just sounds a bit more worldwide than just UK. No, he went on a he went on a road trip, and he uh, went to oh, e- dude. We should do. He that. Went to every Sorry. yeah no. He went to every arena, and it's like yes. Oh. I always said if I ever like I don't know, not even win the, win the not lottery. even win the lottery because <laughs> I'm sure you could do it for cheap. But well, not cheap, but. I don't know if either like I won like thirty grand or something. I think you could definitely do it with thirty grand. There's so much more I'd want to do with thirty grand, though. Like I went, I if you are gonna go, I suggest going New York, Philadelphia, and Washington. Like you got four teams there, and they're really close together. It's like one hour, two hour train journeys. That's what I. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm gonna try and do after uni. I think. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I I did it, and yeah, it was it. The cheap, it's so cheap, like the train fare. You just get a shitty hotel in New York because you're not in the hotel room. Uh, you just look, and then you just look for like offers. In luckily, I've got a friend in Washington, so she let me stay at hers. But in like Philadelphia, I just got like a really cheap <laughs> hotel that was on offer. I don't. I... We should, we should, we should all look into it yep. and just like see if we get a big gathering and just go. Mm. 